0: love talk radio ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in to the pwf empire podcast jay here along with the new star of or at least one of the stars of the smackdown review show on pwf empire lucas
1: what's up what is what's up jay uh, not much I know we've had a hectic week of wrestling. I'm tired of wrestling, but I can never be tired of talking about wrestling. (laughs) Man, hectic. Lord have
0: mercy. This week has been so crazy. For these past few days since I got back from Orlando, I've just been chilling out. I don't want to see another human being. I don't want to interact. I don't want to do anything. I'm so glad that I didn't decide to go right back to work after the trip because as much fun as I had, it's like, you just need some time to decompress, like to, to come back down to reality. And I'm glad that I've given myself a few days before I have to head back to work, you know, where I can just get my wits about me once again. But I still had a freaking blast. Um, In Orlando And speaking of Orlando At this time we also have uh, Cass joining us On the show Hey what's up everybody What's up Cass Okay so There's a lot that's been going on this past week Oh yes Yes and I think not, Not even I think I know the biggest thing That people are still talking about to this day Because it just Shook the wrestling world To its core Of course Roman Reigns defeating The Undertaker at Wrestlemania I mentioned this in one of the videos because I feel like we've done a million damn videos Over the past week But in one of the videos I know that I mentioned You know it's not about You know it Was Roman Reigns the right person To defeat The Undertaker And you know trying to concoct these dream scenarios, or if you were booking The Undertaker's retirement from WWE, what would you do, and who would be the person that you picked to retire him and all of that? I was just acknowledging the reality of the situation. Roman Reigns defeated The Undertaker. Now that we know that to be true, where do we go from that point? I do want to take a little bit of time out to discuss Roman Reigns and The Undertaker, and I just want a quick yes or no. Do you think that that was the right decision to have Roman Reigns beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yes is from both Cass and Lucas. Now that you said that, why?
1: Cass, you want to take the floor first or should I?
2: Well, here's the thing. You're the most hated person on this damn program, so I'll take the heat for you, so I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> the reason why it was best for Roman Reigns to um, defeat the Undertaker at WrestleMania is because, long term wise, in terms of the future, Roman Reigns is going to be around for like years to come. And by in my years, I mean like a good like five to ten years at best. Cause, and also, you can get more. May event status out of him, and with him defeating the Undertaker, wow! We don't see it as the story that WWE wants us to think. If WWE has been trying to tell a story that they want us to think is right, because you could have given the Undertaker so many different opponents in the end, mm-hmm. Roman Reigns is gonna benefit the most from this. And it's like if he's gonna be around long term, then he had to get the win.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, that's that's exactly right. I mean, you couldn't have said it any better, Cass. I, I would have said the same thing. Uh, it, it's just the tradition in wrestling, how when the old yeller has to be put out of his misery, he has to go, and he has to go by passing the torch to the future and what's shining bright right now. And what's shining bright right now is Roman Reigns, whether people want to admit it or not. Okay. Well
0: something that had uh, risen up from the ashes of that match. It's this whole boycott reigns thing. And I okay, found Ross. that to be fucking hilarious. And if you uh, judge by no, what no, happened no, on Monday Night Raw... You wouldn't
2: have to know the Saturday schedule tomorrow, right? What's that? Oh, okay, that's all I wanted to call and make sure.
1: Hello? Alright, thanks. All right, let's- Cass? I think Cass might have botched... I'm joking. No,
2: bots, what, what do you think? Excuse me, I'm trying to get myself right. What was
0: the question again? My bad. Oh, I was actually talking, and you were talking about a schedule or something. Like I, sorry. I don't know it was, going.
2: Sorry, sorry, it was my boss from work, people.
0: <clears throat> my bad. Okay. So, as I was saying, we had the whole Boycott Reigns thing pop up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I knew that was not going anywhere because you could judge by Monday Night Raw. Like, everybody booed him. They called him everything but a child of God, told him to shut the fuck up, go away, all that type of of crazy stuff. And I'm wondering, like, what do they think that accomplished? Because I know there was some legit heat behind that. There are so many people in that arena, so many wrestling fans all across the world who legitimately despise. Roman Reigns right about now, but I'm wondering, do they think that they delivered a statement to WWE? Because the way that I see things is, there's no way in hell that anybody in WWE could be that out of touch that they did not fully expect exactly what happened on Monday Night Raw. Everything that happened, they should have expected that and maybe even anticipated it. So I would not Sit here and say that that was a successful, you know, outing for the anti reigns group because they may be playing right into WWE's hand and giving Roman Reigns a reaction like that, like pushing him as this very polarizing figure. That does nothing but increase his star power and his, you know, his um stature in the grand scheme of things in WWE. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah, that's that's yeah. pretty much yeah. right. Uh, a good reaction or a bad reaction, as the old saying goes, is a reaction nonetheless. So Roman Reigns, he can get booed all he wants, but the bottom line is that's the attraction everybody pays money to see. Whether it's to like him or to cheer him or to boo him, people pay good money to see Roman Reigns and react to him in any way possible. So the fact that those fans were as loud and as vocal as they were about Roman Reigns proves that he is in fact a polarizing star in the WWE. He is an attraction. And that's all that matters. I mean it's the it's the whole John Cena thing all over again. John Cena was booed for years. That didn't stop WWE from continuing to push him. Because the thing is, times have changed. Now, I think times have changed more than they have when John Cena was on top on on a consistent basis because, yeah, the boos are louder for Roman. Like, John Cena, he was booed, but you could still hear the mixed reactions, whereas with Roman Reigns, Mm there are clearly more boos than there are cheers. But here's the thing. Times have changed. The internet has developed. It has become the monster that it is. But I don't think because of that outgrow and because of that evolvement with the internet, I don't think that's WWE going crazy and thinking, oh, uh, everyone's exposed to the business now. Here's what's happening. I think that times are changing, but in a good way. Maybe this is what WWE wants. Maybe they do want mixed reactions. Maybe they do want real reactions because we're in a new era now where because of everything that's going on with social media and, and the internet and all of that, I just think that now WWE is more prone and more loose on letting those mixed reactions be heard, because before it, it was the traditional style. Oh, you know, babyface has to be cheered, but now I think WWE has And then realized, they, the, the announcers would act like
0: they it don't never hear happened. the yeah. and stuff. They don't even acknowledge it or anything like that. They actually acknowledged it on Monday Night Raw, like Roman. Uh, I, I th- it was Michael Cole when Roman Reigns. Um, Before he even came out, I believe, he was like, this is the reaction to Roman Reigns defeating The Undertaker at Mm -hmm. WrestleMania, and that's why they're booing and things like that. And then Roman Reigns himself on Twitter, uh, someone tweeted him saying, legitimately would love to hear a Roman Reigns shoot interview on his feelings about the beginning of Raw. Damn. He responds back loudest segment of the show maybe the loudest part uh, the loudest of the past two decades and I could have stood there for another 15 minutes hashtag the guy that right there That's what the hell I'm talking about. Own your friggin' position. Get cocky with it. Because Mm -hmm. the more you get cocky about these things being handed to you, or you know, whatever the terminology you want to use, you earning it, you deserving it, WWE giving it to you, it being forced on whatever it may be. The fact is, Roman Reigns is living out all of these things. If he's cocky, he's arrogant about it, and he owns his damn position, that's gonna drive people more crazy. And have like this, this this fever of anger towards Roman Reigns. And this kind of guy, this is the kind of guy that I'm interested in. Him smirking at the crowd, him talking trash yeah. to the underdigger, all of that stuff, this adds up to Roman Reigns being a compelling figure. And more along those lines, there was actually a recent um, interview that Triple H took part in, and he was talking about Roman Reigns and... Here's uh, one of the things that he said, and I quote, <laughs> people can look at Roman Reigns and say the failed attempt that is Roman Reigns, but Roman Reigns sells tickets. Roman Reigns gets one of the loudest reactions every night, whether that reaction is a boo or whether that reaction is a cheer. The fans say, I don't understand why they don't turn Roman Reigns heel. Isn't he already heel?
1: Yeah, and, and, and yeah, going and, uh, I, i'm just gonna i'm just gonna make this one quick point but going back to what i was saying earlier about wwe and, and uj saying how even the commentary team is addressing it now to be honest i think they like this stuff i think they like hearing these chants and these fans being vocal and you know the whole the whole reactions because here's the thing that adds excitement to the top draw so if anything i think wwe they want this to happen and that's what I was referring to in regards to, like, a new era in the rise. said It's not a new if, era. If the fans want to boo a certain star as a babyface, then let them boo him. But I don't think it's going to stop no. WWE from, from the direction of the character that they're going with. And and that's something Triple H I think uh, is is sort of hinting at too. If oh isn't he already a heel if the fans are booing him? Basically, yeah, what he's, but
2: that's what, that that's a real cop out answer if you ask me because that was like that that sounds like an answer you would give like in a PR sec
0: section like that.
1: No, but no, do, I, don't you think there's some truth to that? Though real,
0: there's some realism in that. Just yeah. there is some truth to that. What would WWE gain? If they turned Roman Reigns heel, because if you look at it right now, Roman Reigns from a business perspective, he's kind of in a sweet spot for WWE because the people still who love him, they still love him, you know, sells tickets, T-shirts and things like that. And then on the flip side, there are people out there who want to see this dude get his ass handed to him. So WWE, they kind of are getting the best of both worlds right now. So why would you say that's a cop out?
2: I mean, just for PR sense, because WWE has always, like, done stuff like this. Because, you know, it's like it's like that nudge-nudge, wink-wink kind of thing. It's like, we'll give you answers, but we won't give you, like, real answers. You know what I mean? Because it, it's kind of hard to ignore something like this. And honestly, I think – and I do agree that I think they wanted those chances to happen Monday night because you can tell they expected – that kind of reaction because Roman Reigns was all calm. And also if they didn't want that to um go along, Roman Reigns would have honestly just kept on talking throughout the segment. And I'm surprised, heavily surprised those chants weren't like, like edited out because like, God damn it. Like F you Roman chants. Like I'm I'm going to like, it. are we about to have a, a world war three up in, in this bitch? Cause it's like, what in the world I
1: mean, is yeah.
2: going on?
1: Well, keep in mind, it is only for one night because I doubt these chants are going to last for like an eternity. I mean, <laughs> it's a, it's
0: a lot. You know what? It's a lot. WWE needs to do everything in their damn power to continue to harness that energy that was present after WrestleMania you know, and make sure it's there on a week-to-week basis. And I think the thing that they need to do right now and maybe outside with you a little bit, Cass, when you talk about Triple H's comments on Roman Reigns, it's a cop-out in a sense that WWE may think that a lot of people view Roman Reigns as a heel already, but they booked him as a straight-up babyface. And the situation is, he is a babyface who just so happens to get booed. What they need to do from this point on is put him in a tweener role. So that's truly where you get the best of both worlds. And you can have him in matches with heels and things like that. But also, start to book Roman Reigns in matches against faces, too. Book him in a match against Sami Zayn or something like that. And we need to see that same attitude that was present in the match at WrestleMania and also the night after on Monday Night Raw. We need to see that in nearly every single one of his matches going forward because it is not going to work. If you continue to book Roman Reigns basically the way like you booked him in the match with Braun Strowman at Fastlane, if that's the way that you're going to book Roman Reigns in his matches going forward, that shit is not going to work at all because that is not interesting and that does not stay true to the way that this man has been presented. If he is big enough, bad enough to go in there and give it to the Undertaker, not just take it, you know, take the fight to the Undertaker, but defeat the Undertaker at WrestleMania. There are only two men out of the entire history of WWE who've defeated the Undertaker at WrestleMania. One of them is Brock Lesnar, the other is Roman Reigns. Make sure that Roman Reigns is the one that we see on a week to week basis. He can't be playing the whole babyface imperil role Yeah, but. In and then you gotta oh you know, the crowd has to will Roman Reigns, you know, back into the match and the whole, you know, babyface momentum. You can't do that. We need to see a more vicious Roman Reigns in his booking going forward. And I, I agree. If they do that, book him in matches with faces, they can maintain that reaction.
1: And he's, and he's pretty much in the same situation. Mm. He, he's pretty much in the same situation he was last year at this time. Because if you remember last yes, year... That's
2: the problem.
1: Well, well, wait, what do you mean that's the problem? Because I thought, I thought what he was, was doing... I thought what he was doing post-mania last year was good. Like, yes, he was and the he, guy. I, yeah,
2: Lucas, I agree with you. That's what he was doing. But how long did that last?
1: No, but here, but here's where I was about to compare it and then separate it. Because I think this year, the fact that he beat the Undertaker, the fact that he beat the, the fact that he beat the Undertaker, I think this time solidifies him to be booked in a position where he cannot look back and he can't be inconsistent. Yeah, the thing it's, is, it's,
0: it's the point of no return. Because it's like, once you yeah. beat
1: The Undertaker,
0: is serious now. This shit is real. Yeah, like
1: yeah, like you're immortalized. So I think this time WWE, they're going to go full balls to wall in regards to the Roman Reigns character. And I think they they are going to acknowledge the fan reactions. I think they are going to book him in a spot where he is more of a badass and he's not afraid to do whatever the hell he wants. He's going to be the guy now. And honestly, Roman Reigns was on that path last year. It's unfortunate what had to happen, but I think this year they will be consistent going forward. And I think the fans over time, you'll see, give it, give it a few years or maybe a few months, they'll eventually sign with Roman Reigns because this doesn't last long. I guarantee it. Roman Reigns at one point will start to get over with the audience once they book him in a, in a position where he's looked at as a immortal figure like a Brock Lesnar or an Undertaker. And then you'll see these, these fans start maybe not cheering him as much, but th- definitely you'll hear less boos, in my opinion. And I just think that this has to do with the new era. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with fans doing a certain star because then wwe can be more loose in regards to a character maybe that character Mm -hmm. doesn't need to be a babyface the entire time maybe they can switch it up from time to time and if we can start seeing that more in this new era not just with roman reigns but with any talent that's going to be the most realistic time in wrestling ever and you know what it's probably going to be the most exciting time in wrestling And I sit
0: here in the middle between Cass and Lucas, and I honestly understand where both of you are coming from. Because I could see Roman Reigns, the the, the same type of character we want Roman Reigns to play. I could see him, I I saw him playing that character in the feud with AJ Styles last year. But then on the side of Cass, it's like, well, you, you saw it last year, and you saw where that went then. It's just... Then I jump back over to the side of Lucas, and it's like, well, yeah, this has to be the point of a return. Like, I sit here, and maybe it's me being naive, but I sit here, and I need to believe that defeating The Undertaker at WrestleMania means something. Like, this has to be handled with a different type of... Absolutely. Aggression. a, a, A different type of approach. and Yeah. That's where I'm also with you, Lucas, when you're talking about a new era, not necessarily a new era, because I think when you hear the word era, people, oh, attitude era, and, you know, it has to be this big transformational shift in the way that business is it done does, to it from top to bottom. Here is what Lucas means by new era, in a sense that... If WWE looked at a face, one of the top faces in the company, and they saw that they were getting booed, it's like, we got to do something to change this. We don't want to embrace that. We're at a point right now, they're like, okay, Roman Reigns is getting booed. Let's embrace it. Let's play into it. That's not something that we've seen done before really you look at the case with John Cena John Cena is John Cena day in and day out out of all of the time that that dude has been getting booed he's been pretty much playing a consistent character from one point to the next when it comes to a person like Roman Reigns they've they, they've created some wiggle room for themselves They're like, okay well he's getting this reaction let's see what we can do with this that yep. signals a difference in the way the WWE is approaching this situation yeah, and I you
2: see on this one because like it's just a, it's like I just don't have any faith in them to finally get it right.
1: Well, I think I Raw did. was. I think I think that I think this past Raw was the start of them getting it right. Now, man, you are you you are giving WWE way too much of a pass, Cass, man. All right, all right, Cass. Here's one argument I'm going to make, and I don't think you're going to dispute this. What happened when Brock Lesnar beat the D- Baker? What happened? to the to the Lesnar after he conquered the street? Nothing. He got. Here. What? What do you mean? Nothing. Came. He became the biggest star in the WWE over the course of that year, and he went on yeah, a record path of destruction. Did it? Did it not? Did it not uh, re? Did it not reconstruct his career? No. Did. Jay, because the,
2: Brock Lesnar's been handed shit before.
1: But Brock Lesnar became something bigger than he was before
2: he beat the yeah. streak. Yeah, like, but here's the difference between from Lesnar and, Lesnar and Reigns. Lesnar was already established. Reigns no, is no,
1: it. no. But I, th- no, I, this is where I think that the, the the effect of beating The Undertaker does have to happen here. I don't think because he's not Brock Lesnar that he's not going to gain anything out of this. I certainly think he has to gain something out of that. I mean, if if Brock Lesnar was able to be taken much more seriously and be at a level where you almost look at the dude and he's unstoppable, there has to be some of that in regards to Roman Reigns, where maybe he can share some of that same level of seriousness to his character on TV. Again, I
2: don't, I just don't have faith in WWE and to finally get this right. But I'm willing to be optimistic, and I'll just see you all the way. The weeks go on, but if I see him turn right back next week,
0: uh-uh. Like the whole bastardized babyface thing? Yep, that, uh-uh. That, well, reti- that
1: had to be retired right along with The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Nope. Yeah, and, and, and I'm worried. And I'm worried because I don't think we're going to be seeing Brock Lesnar for the next few months. And I'm hearing well, I what I we thought. are and we all and we all know that, uh, or supposedly the next program for Roman Reigns is to feud with Braun Strowman again. So I'm worried because if we are going to see that feud, <laughs> why? Like, it has to be different. And I don't think the fans even want to see that again because Roman Reigns is past the point of Braun Strowman. Like, the dude just beat The Undertaker. Why is he mm-hmm. reverting back mm-hmm. to something he's already, like, above? So I'm worried because... Now they've put themselves in a situation where where does Roman Reigns go from here if his next opponent is not Brock Lesnar? Like if I anything, Roman Reigns, Reigns should be going up, not back down. Well, so who would you put who would you put Reigns with? Wait, what do you mean? Who would you put Reigns with? Facing right now, feuding? Yeah. Brock Lesnar.
2: I think that was the next yeah, got Lucas, the thing. that is the plan. But here's the thing, since Brock Lesnar is probably not gonna be around like every single raw pay per view. They're gonna need to build they're not gonna necessarily have to build range up, but they need to have him like have him occupied with certain things that'll lead him into SummerSlam once he faces Brock Lesnar for that championship.
1: Yeah. I no, I, I, I agree with you. I, I agree with you, but that's where I'm worried because I don't think he should be working any kind of feud with a guy like Braun yes, Strowman sure. right now.
0: Yes, you sure. if I could create some corporate synergy here and try to like capture what it is that Lucas is saying, it's like, if you look at the kayfabe tier list, Roman Reigns has been moved into S tier with him beating the undertaker at WrestleMania, retiring the undertaker Roman Reigns is on a different level so what was expected of him before beating The Undertaker is completely different now we look at a match Brock Lesnar or Braun Strowman versus uh, Roman Reigns like okay this is cool then he beats The Undertaker we're like wait a minute now Um, yeah this is kind of it's kind of Difficult to grasp, and it's going to be interesting to see how they handle Roman Reigns going from this point because he has yep. entered into a special kind of area that is only reserved for part-timers. People like The Undertaker, people like Goldberg, people like Brock Lesnar, but the thing is with Roman Reigns, he's an active member on the roster. He's going to be there every single week. So the situation gets... um. A bit more difficult to deal with here because it's easy to make Brock Lesnar and you know uh, Undertaker and Goldberg seem special if we don't see them on a week-to-week basis. When it comes yeah. to Roman Reigns, it's like if he's going to be there, how do you maintain that um, that specialness?
1: Yep, he has to have an impact, and I think this is part of why they're they're having the whole superstar shakeup because I think they do want Roman Reigns to eventually have some. Uh, opponents to work with that can benefit him from now until SummerSlam because they they do need to occupy him with guys that are on his level. And if you look at the Raw roster right now, he's he's been there, done that. So hopefully this whole superstar shakeup, one of the guys that benefits from it is Roman Reigns because he needs to be facing guys like AJ Styles, uh, John John Cena. (laughs) He does. I'm I'm sorry, but he does because who else is he going to face on Raw?
0: Stay
2: where he's at. Uh,
0: these are going to be some interesting times coming up. Because, Lucas, like, I, it's so crazy because we've, like, traveled down a rabbit hole on this show of shit that I haven't even thought about. But all of it makes sense. You kind of have to transform the whole damn company just to um, accommodate this new Roman Reigns. Man.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I <laughs> I yes, honestly really think... This,
2: the superstar shakeup that apparently Vince McMahon announced next week. Because Did you have something else, lot
0: else you wanted money. to say about uh,
2: Reigns? Uh, no, I'm done with this crap. I, I was done with that on I was done with it Monday night. Now I'm just going to wait and see what happens there. Wait. I'm just tired of this Roman Reigns crap. Like, I really am. I, I, well, I was...
0: I'm you have no choice at this point but to deal
2: with it. Yeah, I'm dealing <laughs> with it. I just don't know why everybody just keeps on talking about it. I'm just well, dealing well, well, with this. He's the biggest
1: he's, he, he's the biggest thing going on in wrestling right now, Cass.
2: Yeah, man, not that's
1: why
0: you that's just gotta statement. wait and see. Seriously, no, shit, and not about anything. That. Well, let's wait and see on the superstar shakeup. Let's wait and see on that. I think
2: there's a lot of stuff that superstar shake up and apparently people just to be clear it's not a draft I think it's gonna be like one of those mock um, trades I think we'll get like five trades each for each one and I honestly think one of them and I agree with this one I think the way that Charlotte got written off well not written off but the way that she got handled by Nia Jax this past uh, Monday night after that six uh, woman tag and with Emma now being back um, in the picture I think Charlotte's going to be heading to SmackDown and I think Alexa Bliss will be traded to Monday night because you have to equal out that star power because it really would not make sense if somebody like uh, Roman Reigns got traded to SmackDown or like uh yeah, pretty much anybody who is, like, not main event level, like uh, like a Mick Carter. So it's, so, it's like, I think that's also going to happen. I also think we might see the New Day and ask it, put the SmackDown. Just to help the SmackDown tag. Like, there's just so many things that can happen to the Superstar Shake-Up. And I also heard, apparently, that champions are also off limits as well It's like if a champion gets drafted or not drafted, like gets traded, then they just go there. Then so it's like you have championships that are at stake that at stake as, as well. So it's going to be interesting to see what goes on from there.
0: The big trade that I would like to see happen is Charlotte and Becky Lynch. Because I think that it helps out both of the divisions on uh, Raw and SmackDown. Well, Bailey needs some help on the babyface side, and SmackDown needs some help when it comes to bringing legitimacy to um, I don't, the women's division.
2: I don't think that's the right thing because again, you have to equal out star power. Because this is the thing, if Alexa Bliss stays on SmackDown with Charlotte, that's it. For, that's it for Alexa Bliss. Because no,
0: I'm not saying. Wow. She could possibly make the move too. I'm just saying specifically. You know, anything else can happen. I need to see Charlotte on SmackDown and Becky Lynch on Raw.
2: I think they want to keep that four horsewomen dynamic as much as possible. I think they want like that two like two of the four horsewomen are on both brands. I think they want to keep that there,
0: but three are on Raw now.
2: Yeah, and that's why I think they want to. Move Charlotte and just balance that out because, unfortunately, you're going to have to have like those those four women are the most important in WWE right now in terms of the women's division. I think they want to balance that out the best way they can. And honestly, to uh-huh. me, it really makes sense if like we saw how we see how Becky Lynch is faring um, just without the rest of them on Raw there. So it's like. I'd be completely fine if Becky Lynch stayed on a SmackDown because you want to have as much women that can like, that are important as possible. Not just like one person or like two people matter in a certain division. And also you have like three or four people that only matter in a certain division.
1: Well,
0: I think that Charlotte can help uh, legitimize the SmackDown I agree. women's division and, and, and lift up the baby faces that they have over there. Hmm. because you still have Mickey James you haven't really tapped into her yet then you also have uh, Naomi I think that she could benefit from a feud with somebody like a Charlotte
1: man I I don't know what the hell WWE is going to do with the women like if there's one of these shakeups that we had to predict I I would say that the women one is not as easy to predict because I just I, I don't know I think whatever they do could work. Like, I don't mind if Charlotte stays on Raw. I don't mind if none of them uh, shift brands. And then it's like if some of them from SmackDown go to Raw, I I, I just don't see a problem with whatever they decide to do in regards to the women's division. Because I think over on SmackDown, it's so strong now to the point where Whatever they try to do, it's not going to hurt the SmackDown w- women's division as much as people may think. You think
0: that division is strong? What was that? You think the SmackDown women's division is strong?
1: Yeah, I think it's pretty good. I I don't They're I don't going see any struggle over there. What was that? They're going through the struggle.
0: Has it? I don't know if anyone is caught on, but there's a certain level of seriousness that comes with the raw women's division that has not been present yet on the SmackDown side.
1: I mean, yeah, that's true to a certain extent, but I also do think that what the SmackDown women's division provides you is entertainment. And sometimes entertainment isn't always a bad thing. Like, yeah, we, we need that legitimacy in the ring, but that's where I like the duos of having two different brands, meaning two different things, because not everything has to be the same. And that's where I like the SmackDown Women's Division, because it provides you that sense of uh, uniqueness, you know, separation from what the women on Raw do, which is why I think that there is no problem with it. But even if WWE does decide to somehow mix things up again, I'm open to that, because... If it's for the better of the entire women's division as a whole, I'm all for it.
0: Okay, what are some other moves that you would like to see made during this uh, this shakeup?
1: Well, I said it on the SmackDown review. Uh, I would love to see Samoa Joe be, be uh, traded to SmackDown because Samoa Joe, right, Samoa Joe right now on Monday Night Raw is an absolute joke. I'm sorry. No, guys. no, no.
2: Keep him there. Keep him there.
1: You want Okay, so you want him to be Kevin Owens' uh, lackey for the next six months?
2: Then put Kevin Owens on SmackDown, because Kevin Owens... Why, be, but
1: why does Kevin Owens have to go? Here's the
2: thing, Kevin Owens has had his time on Raw, and here's the thing, it's kind of hard for somebody who was the world champion on a brand to get back there, because honestly, it's like... and uh, We've seen the way Kevin Owens has been bought, it's like... Again, once you become the world champion, that's all you can be. And right now he's the United States champion. Now he's back down, down the car, And also, he's kind of bit, he's kind of a bit lost in the shuffle on Raw with all these big returns. So it's like, I'd be fine if Kevin Owens uh, went to SmackDown. Also, I want him separated from Sami Zayn as much as possible.
1: Yeah. Well, Sami Sammy Zayn, I think he's going to go. So there's no question about that one, but I don't. The, what you said about Kevin Owens, I think it's not going to happen because right now he's still in a feud with Chris Jericho on Raw, and they're not. And they're Hold not. Gonna, they're not going to move Kevin Owens to SmackDown
2: when I he's in. A,
1: when he's in the middle of a program with Jericho.
2: Actually, I heard reports coming out that apparently, like um, Jericho, the way how he got attacked was pretty much a way to write him off. And that's the reason why Finn Balor got the pin on Owens Monday. So, we could be getting Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens as a feud uh, soon. But, again, that's, again, after this whole superstar shakeup, And, again, it's not a draft. It, I guess it's pretty much a mock trade. That's this question. You guys well, know not what a me.
0: mock trade because the trades will actually be happening. <laughs> Whatever.
2: You guys, are not <laughs> edge. you guys are not letting me get a word in edge Jeez. <laughs> I tell That's you what, both tag team divisions on both brands need a complete overhaul, especially <laughs> now with the Hardys now becoming the new Raw tag team champions. They're def we we know that they're definitely staying there because again, while SmackDown has been good, well, somewhat good consistently. Raw is still their number one priority somewhat. And like I said, I would be completely fine if the New Day went to SmackDown and then and Cass went there too. That way just to, to equal out once again, that star power in that division. It wouldn't shock. I wouldn't be surprised if American Alpha actually got moved to Raw.
0: I think yeah, some I think of the American moves- Alpha could benefit for, from a change of scenery. Maybe New Day too, just to... Um, because with a team like that, it's very easy for their shtick to get old. And you can, and I, I forget where I talked about this, probably in the Raw review. Like I said, we've done a million damn videos. Um, New Day, it, it's like they're already detached from the uh, Raw tag division. So seeing them moved over to SmackDown, that's definitely a possibility.
1: But I think yeah. these moves, I think these moves do have to make sense at the same time, because you just mm-hmm. can't take some, you can't, you just can't take teams and shift them if there's not going to be a storyline that makes sense for them. If they're not going to have, no, well, that's why you have to create them. That's why you no, gotta create them once these teams yeah, move. No, I agree, but I think that that has to make sense too. Like you don't, you, you don't just want to, you have to be careful. You don't just want to move the new date to SmackDown for the sake of moving them because they don't have anything to do on raw. Like when you move them to they SmackDown, don't. you you got to make sure you're pairing them up with the right tag team. That's which going why, to work.
2: Which is why once again, you have to equal out the damn star power. How many times do I have to fucking say this? But then
1: it, it but then if that happens, Who's looked on SmackDown? You, you, know, you know what I'm saying? So if, if, the New no, Day does, if the New Day does go to SmackDown, who would the New Day have over on SmackDown to feud with? Because then if you do take the American the Alpha... Right, no, right. But here's the thing. If you, if you then take the American Alpha and you move them to Raw, all you're essentially telling me is we're going to have the New Day against the, Uzo, the Usos on SmackDown. Which you is see what one. I'm trying to say? You gotta equal it out. Yeah, and that and how would WWE do that is the question because we all know that not everything is perfect when it comes to this company. So we always yeah, have we to-
2: want everything perfect. Like weren't you the guy that was being it's like all positive and optimistic about all about everything about Roman Reigns To be optimistic about this damn superstar shakeup. And the thing of and the thing about it is we do get pressure of matches and we do get pressure. Of- Stories out of this. Like think of that. Imagine like the New Day being the longest reigning tag team champions in the company's history against American Alpha if they stayed to help put this put this team over. But imagine if how about this? How about you don't put the New Day, bad, and you just put Enzo and Big Cass there. And I, and, I, and get this. How about this? Say if you didn't want to move, want to move the Usos, you could possibly pull in. The club from Monday Night Raw, Anderson and Gals, you can pair them back up with AJ Styles, or maybe if you they want to keep Roman Reigns on Raw, and if you want to bring the Usos down there, you can put them back with Roman Reigns, and they could be like a badass survival group. So it's all about like who got who can get put with. Like, like, remember when um they did that club Usos um like the club versus like the family view from like last year featuring Reigns and uh, the Usos versus the club for a bit when, when mm-hmm. Reigns was created with Styles. They had some good stuff right there. And now, and here's the thing. Also, if Roman Reigns can go to SmackDown, he could be a uh, Usos. He could be like that really pretty fast when faction. Okay. Well, just, just haven't had like wow faction <laughs> that I could like like a cop or like a A V race. So you just you just got
0: Okay, is there anything else you all wanted to talk about um tonight?
2: Oh boy, since down SmackDown. Yeah, we got a
0: I knew- Yeah, Cass, you're uh, breaking up right now. Um, But, uh, Lucas, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, so yeah, Nakamura, he debuted on the main roster, which was pretty cool. I mean, you all talked about that on the SmackDown review already,
1: huh? Yeah. uh, Nakamura. And you know what's funny about these debuts that we saw from Raw and SmackDown? It's like we're not even sure if those stars that debuted it aren't going to even be on the show on the that show they, they debuted. debuted on. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. so like we're not even sure about that either. I'm starting to have like some little doubt. Hey, is Nakamura actually going to be on SmackDown? Like, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty funny what they're doing, but for this for the sake of wishful thinking, let's let's hope that Nakamura does stay on SmackDown. But I do mm-hmm. think there's going to be a shock where one of those. Uh, one of those stars that de- that did debut. I think there will be a mm-hmm. shock where WWE th- throws a curveball, and one of them does go to the other show. So, okay, who would you say that is? Hmm. <laughs> as much as I hate to say this, I do think it's going to be Nakamura going to RAW. Mm-hmm. Even even he though I just said. Seems like a raw type guy.
0: Yeah, like and for some reason he fits the he, he fits what I would imagine WWE thinks a quote unquote raw guy is.
1: Yeah, like that nostalgic that uh, that uh, that that nostalgic attraction, you know, that charisma, the music, the dancing, yeah. all all of that entertaining aspect of what raw is all about. Because raw is always supposed to be the mainstream show, so I'm starting to think that nakamura could possibly be on his way to raw now especially if wwe wants to for the sake of benefiting roman reigns kind of mm-hmm. thing if if they do want to go ahead and do that i could easily see them trying to pair this guy up with roman reigns nakamura and honestly i would love to see something like that but it could still it would it could still work if they do it on smackdown because roman Reigns could easily very well also be going smackdown as opposed to nakamura coming to raw but i just think that there is going to be some sort of shocking swerve we see with one of these uh new guys that just debuted okay um have
0: you been hearing anything about this stuff that's going on with moro Ronaldo?
1: oh yes Ah yes, actually, I did want to get a chance to talk about this gossip stuff because you know I love gossip, and there's also another yeah, story. If you did. don't mind? <laughs> there's also another story, but we could talk about
0: this one right now. I'm I'm, I'm thinking I already know what your that other one is, but we'll we'll, we'll get there. So this yeah, the is me? Yes. Okay, uh, real quick before
2: we get to the, this more and all crap, I need to go back real quick because the people need to hear my. Beautiful voice, why the hell would you want Nakamura going to Raw?
1: I wait a minute, wait a minute, Jay. Did I say I want Nakamura to go to Raw? No, I didn't no say again. that. Cass. I'm just making sure because Smackdown
2: desperately needs Nakamura there. Like, seriously, this past Tuesday night was pretty much the biggest thing that Smackdown has gotten since the damn brand split has started. because Raw has been getting everybody, and I mean everybody. Like, they've, they've literally treated SmackDown like it's been the B-show for so long. So, yeah, not adding Nakamura to SmackDown definitely is a huge game-changer. And real quick, because I know I, I, know I cut out, but it's going to be interesting to see how Nakamura is going to fare on the main roster. Because while we did see the Revival debut on Raw and got a good reaction... We saw um, I Dillinger, who I'm so happy that he got a chance to debut. He was another guy that was very questionable coming up to the main roster. Now, he got a reaction. Shits guy. Nakamura, he finally came to the main roster. He got a positive reaction. However, the classic however, um, the thing about it is, it was the week after, Um, it was the, those were days after WrestleMania. How are these reactions going to hold up for all these guys? Like, how's the revival going to look after next week? Like, how is Nakamura going to look at, look at like, how is he going to, like, get next week? Like, how is Ty Dillinger's, Ty Dillinger's actually be fine because he's got that 10 cent. But seriously, it's like, you can only go so far. Because here's the thing, I hate to say this, boys, but you're not in NXT anymore. This is the main roster. They want you to be ready. And pretty much, Nakamura was already ready. So I'm just really interested to see what are these reactions going to be because the week after Mania is crazy, but it's like the weeks to come It's just got me so concerned. Okay, so...
0: On the whole Mauro Ronaldo situation, he has been missing in action at the commentary table on SmackDown for some weeks now. And as time started to roll on, we started to hear more and more about the reasons why he could possibly be gone. So apparently um, he uh, has bipolar disorder and he also suffers from depression from time to time and, and that was talked about as a possible reason why he's not on SmackDown because they did say one week that he was like the first week he was gone, they said it was because of a snowstorm. The second week, they said it was because he was ill. He was he was feeling under the weather, and they hoped that he got better. And you know, time has gone on and on, and he's still not on SmackDown. So news has come out recently, and it has something to do with JBL possibly bullying Mauro Ronaldo. And
1: you know, Why are you can call we him,
2: talking about this?
1: No, Cass. Come on, Cass. Be generous now.
2: You I'm not being generous. Like, this is, is a wrestling
1: thing. show. I don't give a crap what JBL thinks. Or how is he acts. Is JBL
0: involved in wrestling? Isn't Moro and Al <laughs> involved in wrestling? I don't... I, but this, does this pertain to any storyline or anything like that? It's like, important. This Wait a minute. When when did we say we only discuss storyline on this show?
2: Yeah, <laughs> said but that. these guys don't matter. What? These guys
0: don't well, know. if you don't want to... Participate in the conversation. You don't have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
2: think I'll sell the sidelines, because I don't give a crap about stuff like this. Okay.
0: <laughs> now, back to what we were talking about. So, apparently there's uh stuff that, there are rumors that are going around that JBL is possibly bu- bullying Mauro Ronaldo and Um I their rumors, and you know, whether they're confirmed or not true, we'll never know. But there is something that I noticed in like a shift in the tone and the connection between Moro Ronaldo and uh, JBL at the commentary table. And it was something that happened on Twitter where Moro was re- like responding to people on Twitter, and JBL got pissed off. Because he was responding to people at Twitter, and from that point on, it's like JBL changed, and every week on commentary, he was giving um, Moro shit. And from that point on, I noticed a difference in the relationship between them on commentary, and it honestly added up to a very negative Listening experience for me As a person who's listening to the commentary team And things like that And this is something that I've noticed about JBL He goes way too far When it comes to like giving his Partners Shit on commentary I noticed that same thing with Byron Saxon When he was over on Raw And I was so glad when he jumped from you know They, they took him away from Michael Cole Because those two are like Them two together I can't not fucking stand them I really cannot stand them at all. But he moved over to SmackDown. Everything was good until there was like a shift. And then it was just him giving Moro crap every single week. And maybe this has something to do with why Moro is not on commentary now. Who knows? But I know as a viewer of the program, I definitely did notice a change in JBL that is not, um, it it doesn't um, add anything of substance to the commentary table.
1: Yeah, and, I think there's partial truth to the sickness, or I'm not going to call it a sickness, but to the whole depression that um, Mauro Ronaldo is going through. But I also think that that's not the full story. I think there is a story that WWE is missing out on telling us here, and that is the fact that JBL bullied Mauro Ronaldo And maybe the reason why he's suffering from this depression, depression as of this moment is because of what JBL did. So I think that both of these correlate in the sense that yeah maybe this depression is going on but that's because JBL was the cause for it. I think JBL was the one that sparked whatever it is that Mauro Ronaldo might be going through mentally right now because this problem does exist. We have we do have to acknowledge that it does exist. So it's not like WWE is completely bullshitting us here, but I think that they, you know, that WWE loves to do this where if it's a guy that doesn't like and very uh perceived backstage as somebody who's very very valuable they always tend to go the political route in terms of not trying to expose that certain uh that certain uh, superstar or person and in this case we're talking about jbl so i think that both of these stories go hand in hand i think there's 50 percent of it that's not being told fully and completely and i really wish wwe would grow some balls and acknowledge what actually happened because the fact that they've told us the first week when he missed smackdown that it was because of a snowstorm i'm sorry but right there Mm -hmm. right then and there that's how you know that there's something fishy going on because if it was actually a sickness wouldn't have they just called it a sickness from the from the get-go like from the beginning that's when i i stopped believing wwe like i'm sorry you're gonna use a fucking snowstorm as an excuse, okay, so then if that's the case, why don't you make up stories every single week? You know what I'm trying to say? So there's there's some shady that's mm-hmm. going on involving that. Yeah, apparently there was
0: this um Bring it to the table whatever that show with Peter Rosenberg on um <laughs> on the network is, apparently JBL went off on Murrow during that show I was like ranting about him mentioning how he won the Wrestling Observer Newsletter award for best announcer and yeah, so I This is a terrible situation whatever um is going on, but we do have Many people who have spoken out against JBL, you know, former WWE employees who have talked about the um, very like Justin, rough Justin Roberts. Ad- um, I I saw this. It, it was a long list of people. I know Davari was one. Ivory was one. Um, just. Uh, Rene Dupree, just many people speaking out on like JBL and the bad attitude that he has and the the, the shitty things that he does to people, so I don't, could this be another person added to that list? We may never know, but um, it, it, it just sounds like a very unpleasant situation to be on, and the way that it ties back into wrestling, back into what we see on screen, me as a viewer, before any of this came out, before any of these rumors, I notice like something ain't right here. This, this thing, is not good at all.
2: All right. The thing, the thing about this is just the sheer fact that none of this shocks me one bit, which is why I really don't have much to say about it, because I've always thought JBL was a terrible commentator and just a downright no good son of
1: a bitch. But I mean. But Cass, if you're saying that there, there there is something that matters there, because he is a part of the wrestling product. He is an influence over what you hear yeah, on TV. But,
2: yeah, I agree, Lucas. But the thing about it is, I mean, I just really have no thoughts on this. Like, I know, I get that it's like, it's one of those things like right because we all know bullying is definitely wrong. Like, we can, I, like, we, can, I, even I can say and acknowledge that fact. It's just, unless it pertains to me, and if it's affecting me as a wrestling fan, then me personally, I just don't really care. And hey, here's the thing. I, I don't care if that meant yes, people. I'll take the heat here. I don't. If you can say I'm like I'm I'm heartless. You can say that I'm not acknowledging this the best way I can, but I really have no thoughts on this whatsoever.
1: I, I just wish Mauro could speak up because apparently he's taken everything off of his uh, Twitter feed that relates to WWE, like in his profile and whatnot. I don't know if you heard <laughs> about that, Jay, but but um yeah. I, I, I just wish he could speak up, and, and because now if he is doing that, maybe there's a sign that he's burning bridges with WWE, and if that's the case, why hasn't he come out and admit what's actually happened to him? Taylor, because in WWE. Yeah, but it, it seems like he's on his way out, is what I'm trying to say, and mm-hmm. I think he should be defending himself, because before WWE goes ahead and buries him, he should be the one that... Uh, kind of jumps the gun here and and before wwe can say something about him issuing a statement about him he should be the one to put out that statement first because wwe that's another thing that they love to do because they're the almighty corporate brand that they are they love to throw their stories out in the way that they would like to publish them and then oftentimes when the other person the other party tells their story we don't know who believe. so it's that case of who do we believe here and for, the, for in order for Mauro to win that war, I think he has to put out a statement first.
0: Well, maybe he's just not that kind of person, because if you notice, as much crap as JBL talks about him on commentary, he rarely ever responds back. Like, anytime JBL says something, Mauro is just right back to the match and talking about what's going on in the ring and things like that. Like, he doesn't even play with JBL in the way that Byron Saxon will. Because, you know, they make fun of Byron Saxon because he's corny and stuff like that, and they'll talk trash about him, and then he'll respond back with more corniness. Morrow doesn't even do that. He just keeps on pushing on. So, maybe he's just not that type of person. And if he is going to end up you know, leaving from WWE, he wants it to be a clean break where it's like, you know what? It is what it is. I'm not throwing you under the bus. I'm not burning those bridges. It's just, I want to be done with this whole situation, and I want to move on with
1: my life. And it that sucks.
0: There
1: it go. But that really sucks, because you have other guys today, like another ring announcer, uh, Justin Roberts, putting out stories about how JBL did this and that to him. And then you see yeah, JBL... like, but always been, like... But, but, yeah, but, but then you see JBL on Twitter calling him an idiot, like, oh, those those net rumors were, were uh, false or whatever. So it's like, I'm sorry, if you're calling somebody an idiot, I think that part of what that person is saying is true because JBL, like you're, you're giving that person more of a reason to, to admit that you are actually what, what he's saying you are. And that's, you know, a bully. You're calling somebody an idiot on Twitter and not being afraid to say that. So I think these little things are going to start exposing JBL And hopefully we do get to the bottom of this because I don't want there to be some sort of uh, manipulation in the locker room that anybody that speaks up to JBL is going to get punished. I mean, that would be ridiculous.
0: Okay, anything more to say before we head off air? Any parting shots?
2: Let's hope this superstar shakeup doesn't blow up in our faces.
1: You'll see right. some you'll see some shocking twist that'll blow up in your face. I, I guarantee that. Uh, <laughs> but um, quick shout out to my man Alberto Del Rio for apparently calling <laughs> the guy with the big nose a pussy. Uh, yeah, Del Rio. Let's see how that you works out in your favor. Go <laughs> oh God, is this all Paige's fault? Mm, No, actually, this one, it's all Del Rio. Like, I'm putting all the blame on Del Rio this time. Uh, Shocking. Wow,
0: talking about shocking twists. There you go. Boom, right there. Well, (laughs) thank you all for tuning in. Because I I tried to give you a platform. Because you know that's one of your favorite things to do, beat up on page. I I tried to give you a platform to do it. And you you turned it down. I've been too mean
1: to her. I I, I needed to throw some shade at Del Rio this time. Because he's... He's speaking like he's some tough guy, yet he was in WWE not that long ago. So it's like, aren't you calling yourself a pussy too then? Like, come on. Okay, that's
0: it. Thank you all for tuning in to the PWF Empire podcast. We'll be back next week, same place, same time. Until then, we'll catch you later. Peace.
1: There it is.